You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Y'all know what time it is. Thank you guys for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is Monday, October 17th, 2022. This is your official WWE Monday Night Raw review, results, and analysis. I thought Monday Night Raw was a solid episode tonight on the USA Network. I want to first... Before I get into the review, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. Um, the news came out pretty hard within the community, uh, within the wrestling world, that Triple H has been diagnosed with COVID-19. So I'm sending my thoughts and prayers to Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and the rest of the Levesque family. Monday Night Raw tonight was in Oklahoma City, and we kicked things off with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. So Bobby Lashley called out Brock Lesnar to start this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Tonight, uh, Brock Lesnar made his way down to the ring, and a brawl broke out. Now, we've seen so many, we've seen so many damn brawls uh, throughout the years. Um, and so... Every time we see a brawl, I know a lot of people are like, okay, we've seen this already. But every time I see it, I just think it's very, it's, it's very good. Um, and this was another good brawl. Um, I love the way it started. It started off hot. Uh, Bobby Lashley didn't really get an entrance. When Raw was on the air, Bobby Lashley was already in the ring. And he went up Brock Lesnar's head. And so both men were brawling. The security guards tried to break uh, the squad up, and the action spilled to the outside. Uh, Bobby Lashley delivered a spear, a brutal spear, um, that sent Lashley crashing through the barricade with Bobby with uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Lashley followed it up with the Yuranagi through a table, so that was a great spot. And after that, after that awesome, awesome brawl, uh, it was later announced that Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar will go toe to toe. At Crown Jewel on November 5th. Uh, We kind of all expected that to happen. It makes sense. Um, I love the story. And uh, I want to make a point on Brock Lesnar. You see, Brock Lesnar is very underrated. um, When it comes to not only selling. But as a performer. I consider Brock Lesnar very underrated. Um, He doesn't really get his flowers like he truly deserves. And I think Brock Lesnar is one of the best when it's all said and done. He's going to definitely be one of the most underutilized performers to ever step foot in a WWE ring. Now, you know, people have always had this mystique about Brock Lesnar. Oh, he doesn't sell. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I think Brock Lesnar loves to sell when he's in a ring with someone that he genuinely likes to be in the ring with. And Bobby Lashley is definitely one of those people that Brock Lesnar loves to be in the ring with. Um, 
you know, I hope their match at Crown Jewel is better than the match that they had at the Royal Rumble. Um, just my opinion. Uh, but overall, this brawl was great. I enjoyed it. And we have the official announcement that both men will go toe-to-toe at Crown Jewel on November 5th. Should be a banger. Um, I know I went on Twitter, social media. You guys can follow me there on that platform, Twitter, at JT Takeover. I uh, appreciate the follow if you guys could. Uh, also, follow me on Instagram, at The Wrestling Takeover. Make sure you join the family there. Uh, but I went on Twitter, and I tweeted out that I would love to see an MMA-style fight between two legit badass motherfuckers and Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Obviously, we're not going to get that, and that's all good. Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I, I think it should be uh, a good match. So we'll see what goes down. Moving on, we got the Good Brothers. They returned, and we seen um, Carl Anderson, and they went up against Otis and Chad Gable. So we seen Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson also battled the Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable. Um, on Raw, AJ Styles was at ringside for the match. Alpha Academy controlled the action early and isolated Carl Anderson in the middle of the ring. Gallows then tagged in and delivered a big boot to Otis. Luke uh, followed up with a neckbreaker to Gable as AJ cheered him on. The OC set up for the magic killer on Gable, but Otis ultimately broke that up. Gallows then set Otis into the ring steps and Chad climbed to the top rope. And Gable went for a moonsault, but Anderson got his boot up. So he countered it. He reversed it. Anderson then hit a spine buster and then tagged in Gallus. Uh, the Good Brothers then planted Gable with the Magic Killer and then the 1-2-3. And they got the victory. Now, after the match, we seen Judgment Day then erupted. I love Judgment Day. I really love Judgment Day. Judgment Day, honestly... Uh, to me, is one of the best things going on in WWE outside of the bloodline and now outside of the returning Bray Wyatt. Um, I think, you know, Judgment Day has come very far. They really have. The booking of Judgment Day was fucking awful. It was horrendous. It was not good from the previous administration uh, with Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and Kevin Dunn. But now with the new administration, with Paul Levesque and his crew, the creative, I think Judgment Day has really just been one of the best things on WWE TV. And I want to make this point. Shout out to Ray Ripley. Shout out to Ray. I love Ray Ripley. For obvious reasons. Outside of that obvious reason, I just think she's a great performer. And I think she uh, is really coming into her own in Judgment Day. Uh, honestly, you know, people say that Finn Balor's leader. I don't know, man. Finn Balor might be the leader in, in spirit, but uh, when you look at the group physically, I think Rhea Ripley's the leader, but that's just me. And I love the duo of Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. I'll go over that later on in the show. But uh, we've seen Judgment Day then erupted and made their way to the entrance ramp, Finn Balor suggested a six-man tag team match, and the OC accepted. Styles wanted to have the match right now and wondered if the Judgment Day had to ask their, quote, mother, Rhea Ripley. I thought that was a bar. I loved it. Love that comment. 
from the OC. I thought that was great. Um, listen, Rhea Ripley. Uh, listen, I'm gonna move on. She's just fantastic. She really is. Uh, Dominic told AJ to shut up and mocked his father, Rey Mysterio, for running to SmackDown. AJ vowed to beat the piss out of Dominic later in the night. The OC versus the Judgment Day in a six-man tag team match was official for Crown Jewel. Should be great, man. I can't wait. Next up, we got Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins. Now, Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins, to me, have... This rivalry, this feud, it's very simple, very delicate, and it's just easy to tell. You know what I mean? And Seth Rollins and Mustafa Ali, from the looks of things, it looks like they're going to go to Crown Jewel, and they're going to have a feud, and it's going to happen at Crown Jewel, and I can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited for it, and Mustafa Ali is just getting an opportunity. So all he's doing, he's getting an opportunity, and it's a great thing to see. And I love that he interrupted Seth Rollins, and like I said, he just wants to get respected. He just wants to get an opportunity, and that is what Mustafa Ali has been given. So uh, Mustafa Ali confronted Rollins. So Seth Rollins came to the ring and boasted about winning the title last week from Bobby Lashley. Rollins told fans that in the crowd that he believes in him, Sing his song and the crowd obliged and did just that. Uh, Seth Rollins claimed that he tapped out at Extreme Rules when Riddle had him in the triangle in order to pressure himself from the United States title match a couple of days later on Monday Night Raw. Mustafa Ali then interrupted and challenged Seth Rollins to a match for the U.S. title. It's very simple. Uh, Rollins joked about that Ali doesn't belong in the ring with him. And Mustafa Ali wouldn't back down. I love the baby face. Um, I'm going to do everything I could. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep getting the respect that I deserve. Type of uh, character from Mustafa Ali. It's really real. And I like it a lot. And I love that Mustafa Ali is, you know, getting... He's getting a push like he rightfully deserves. So, shout out to the new administration that understands that Mustafa Ali is a big-time player in the WWE, and he deserves a push. So Rollins told Ali that he was a great friend and father before sucker punching him in the face. Seth laughed at Ali outside of the ring as Rollins crackled, and he dipped. Uh, Ali then bowed her back and attacked from behind. Rollins launched Ali into the ring post to end the segment. Then JBL's limo arrived as Raw went on commercial break. Again, Mustafa Ali versus Seth Rollins. I'm down for it. Crown Jewel. It will be made official soon, I believe. I just don't think it should happen next week or before Crown Jewel. That doesn't make sense because Seth Rollins just defended his United States Championship tonight. So why would he defend it before Crown Jewel? Just doesn't make sense, right? So Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali at Crown Jewel. It's not confirmed, but... We're kind of leading towards that direction, and I think it's going to be a banger of a match between those two competitors. So we'll see what goes down. Next up, we got the Women's Tag Team Champions, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Love both ladies. They battled with the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae in a tag team match. Uh, Candice LeRae and Bianca isolated Io in the corner to start things off. 
Dakota tagged in, and Bianca loved her with the shoulder tackle. After that, Candice and Eel tagged, uh, and then Bianca lifted uh, LeRae up onto her shoulders. Bianca swung Candice around and knocked damage control out of the ring. Uh, Candice hit a crossbody as Raw went to commercial break. When Raw returned, Bianca knocked Eel off the ring post and tried to tag out, but Dakota Kai grabbed the uh, Bianca Belair by the hair. Bianca escaped and tagged in LeRae. Uh, Candice LeRae uploaded some strikes to both members of uh, Damage Control and then followed it up with the Centon. Great move by LeRae. Uh, I love Candice LeRae. I think she's great as well. Um, Candice LeRae then went for the cover, but uh, Dakota Kai kicked out at two. Uh, Dakota Kai battled back with the running kick to Candice LeRae's face for a near fall. Belair tagged back in and uploaded some strikes on Eos guy in the corner out of the ring. Belair then lifted Eo up for a superplex as Candice climbed to the top rope. LeRae then hit a drop kick for a two count. Dakota Kai bolstered to Bianca outside of the ring, but turned around into a cold breaker from Candice. Bailey grabbed a kendo stick from underneath the table, but Belair tackled her over the announce table. This got the crowd hyped up. Um, this was an, a cool you know, spot in the match. Uh, Dakota Kai then teamed up on Kai uh, in the middle of the ring and then beat her down. Uh, they hit a double suplex on LeRae for the pen. After the match, uh, Cora Jade approached Rhea Ripley. I wish I, wish I was approaching Rhea Ripley, but uh, I'm going to continue. Uh, she approached Rhea Ripley backstage. Cora selected Rhea Ripley to face um, Roxine Perez, who is the flavor of the month right now within the wrestling community and apparently backstage in WWE. Uh, so Roxanne Perez uh, in the pick of your poison match tomorrow on NXT. So that's that. Listen, I don't know what happened in this match. The crowd just really wasn't feeling the women tonight. I don't know what it is with damage control. Like, what is it? Do they not care about Bailey? Which bullshit. I, I they love Bailey. You know, are they really not? I'm starting to believe that these fans are not that familiar with Dakota Kai and EO Sky. I'm starting to mentally have that opinion because every time those two women are out there, it's just like they don't get a great reaction. And it sucks because I think both women are talented. They're very talented, but they're just not getting a good reaction. And I don't really like it. And it, it bothers me a little bit because I love both women. Um, I think they both deserve better from a reaction standpoint. Um, everybody loves Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is great. She will be going one-on-one against Bailey next week. So that should be a banger if given the proper time. Candice LeRae as well doesn't really get a lot of crazy reactions. So it's just a weird uh, point that we're in in the WWE in the women's division. You know, Triple H is trying. He's he's giving it all he's got from a booking standpoint. Him and his team, uh, they're booking the women's division. They actually give a fuck about the women's division. The problem is I feel like fans only care about select few women in that division. And the reactions tell you that. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. But damage control, you know, they got to win tonight. Great. That's awesome. But at the same time, you know, Dakota Kai... Isn't a slouch. People know who Dakota Kai is, but does everybody know who she is? Uh, 
Same with Io Shirai. People know who Io Sky is, Io Shirai. But does everybody know who she is? Obviously not. So we'll see what happens. Next up, this was a banger or close to it. We have Baron Corbin. Uh, he defeated Dolph Ziggler. Uh, they put on a great match. Uh, JBL made his way to the ring. You know, JBL blocked me on Twitter years ago. I don't ill know ill will to him at all. I don't care. It's all good. But shout out to JBL. It was great seeing him come out to the ring. He cut a great heel promo. And uh, to me, he established why he is easily one of the best heels in pro wrestling history. Just awesome, man. He gets that genuine heel heat. Like, fans hate this motherfucker. And I love it. I think it's great. So JBL made his way to the ring and said that he had an announcement that will shake up the foundation of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> JBL, that's cap. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, God. Listen, I think JBL is great, but he capping his ass off. Uh, JBL mocked the Oklahoma City crowd before insulting Rey Mysterio. Hey, Oklahoma needs to worry about OKC and Oklahoma City Thunder this season in the NBA. You know what I mean? Ain't looking good for that squad, but can't wait for the NBA season, man. It starts tomorrow. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. He claimed that Rey Mysterio wears a mask because he's ashamed of himself. JBO added that Rey Mysterio moving the SmackDown roster opened up a spot for Baron Corbin. Now, WWE actually went on social media and confirmed there was a trade between Raw and SmackDown. Rey Mysterio went from Raw to SmackDown. In that aspect, SmackDown now has Rey Mysterio. Now, Monday Night Raw can get a competitor from the SmackDown roster. Here comes JBL. And you knew this was going to happen. This partnership with Baron Corbin has been rumored for a while now. And it was executed to perfection. I loved the explanation that uh, management has been giving us the fans. We want questions like this. Or, or excuse me, we want answers to these type of questions. Why is Rey Mysterio being on SmackDown? Who's getting um, from Monday Night Raw from SmackDown? Who's getting somebody on the blue brand to go to the red brand? We got to swap. We got a trade. And there's rumors going around that Triple H is thinking about getting rid of the gimmick pay-per-views. Y'all know how I feel about this. But if you're new to the game and you're new to what I do, um, I do a lot of fantasy booking coming up with great ideas. I come up with phenomenal ideas. Trust. And uh, I talked about that gimmick pay-per-views need to leave. You know, you got the Royal Rumble. You got WrestleMania. You got Survivor Series. You got SummerSlam. I would add King and Queen of the Ring to that. You know, that's five uh, pay-per-views per year. And the other months, you have gimmick-themed uh, shows. You have gimmick-themed shows, or in this case, themed shows on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And you build those shows as if you are building up a pay-per-view. That's how I would do things. That's just me. You know, you got a couple on on Raw. You got a couple on SmackDown. I think theme shows are very important in the world of pro wrestling. And I think WWE needs to execute that plan and put it into motion. So that's just me. And that's how I feel. But at the same time, 
I think uh, gimmick pay-per-views need to go. You follow me? I, I just don't think it's necessary. And I just think it's a great idea. But overall, um, getting an explanation, um, going on topic, getting the explanation with Baron Corbin being swapped for Rey Mysterio is a great move. Thank you, Triple H and, and the creative team there for explaining why Baron Corbin is now on Monday Night Raw. When Raw returned from the break, we seen Ziggler upload some punches, followed up by Neckbreaker. Corbin then hit the deep six. Uh, Ziggler kicked out, and then after that, we seen Dolph Ziggler battle back and hit the zigzag, but Corbin was able to kick out. Afterwards, Baron Corbin ultimately connected with the end of days, the best-looking finisher outside of the RKO in the business uh, for the 1-2-3, and Baron Corbin got the dub posed with JBL after the match. They put on a great performance. It was a great match. I loved it. You know, um, we'll see what happens with Baron Corbin, man, uh, with his push. I'm really to give it a chance because it's JBL, and JBL is a legend at getting genuine heel heat. Fans genuinely don't like Baron Corbin either, and it's just, it's a match made in heaven, so we'll see what happens. Um, but before I continue... Can you guys do me a solid and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover? Listen to the Wrestling Takeover on all audio podcast streaming platforms. Um, if you guys can also follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. And most importantly, on Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover. That is my own podcast Instagram account where uh, we can connect. We can build some relationships. Um, you know, I try to be respectful as possibly can within the community also try to be directly honest with you guys no matter what and i mean of course being the most the most let me repeat myself the most creative person within the iwc that is not a prediction that's not just an opinion it's a spoiler it's a fact but if you guys can do me a solid and follow me on instagram most importantly i know a lot of people don't have twitter but i know y'all have ig don't play with me. Y'all have y'all have IG uh, at the Wrestling Takeover on Instagram. So they put on a great match. It was great. Baron Corbin and Ziggler. Moving on, we've seen another good match between Dominic Mysterio and AJ Styles. Dominic Mysterio ultimately defeated AJ Styles via a roll-up pin, a distraction roll-up on Styles for the one, two, three. Do y'all love that connection with Rhea Ripley? Love Rhea Ripley. Um, I'm getting sidetracked. Hold on. I'm getting sidetracked a little bit. Rhea Ripley. All right. My bad. I got to move on. Got to focus. Got to focus. Uh, <laughs> Rhea Ripley and uh, Dominic Mysterio, man. Their their combination is crazy. You know, people on Twitter are nuts. Y'all are crazy, man. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all be jealous as a motherfucker. Of uh, Rhea Ripley and, and Dominic. But mainly Dominic, man. Y'all are crazy. Alright? They're playing a the character. Calm down. Rhea Ripley is actually dating Buddy Murphy. So, calm your horses. Rhea Ripley is off the market. So, y'all gotta cut the cap. So, I'm just saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Dominic got the win. He got the dub against uh, AJ Styles. So, Great match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dominic Mann is coming into his own as a heel. It's uh, it's a great thing to see. 
And I think Dominic, you know, it took some time for Dominic. I think Dominic really needed this heel turn. He really did. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, these Monday Night Rawls aren't really going to be long reviews moving forward, guys. I just, I don't, I don't want to sit here for hours and hours and hours, you know, or over 50 minutes or whatever and, and you know, just talk about Monday Night Raw. I'm just going to give you guys my quick in-depth views and opinions, reading all my notes here from what happened from bell to bell. Give you guys my quick opinion and keep it pushing to the next segment and next match. So that's how we're going to do things moving forward. Um, and yeah, I'll bring on, I'll bring obviously, um, what's it called? The, um, the promos, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do it today, but, um, I'll bring back the promos and listen to them and then give you guys my opinion on them. I'll do that, uh, coming soon, but, uh, continuing on, we've seen the Miz, uh, he attacked Dexter Loomis. He did not want to match. Johnny Gargano was on his ass about it. You know, the Miz actually faked the knee injury as Cap. He faked the right knee injury uh, to get his ass out of a match with Dexter Loomis. And it actually worked. It actually worked. So the Miz pretended that he slipped on a wet floor and claimed that he was injured. Uh, he was uh, scheduled to face Dexter Loomis in a singles match. If Dexter won, he would have earned a WWE contract. The Miz attacked Loomis during his entrance with a steel chair. And the match never happened. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it, guys. I'm I'm over this. I'm over this. Um, they they need to do something with this feud. They need to honestly end it. You know, I, I think this is an L for Triple H. So L for Triple H and his team. Uh, they've been doing this for so long. You know, is he gonna get the fucking contract or not? Unless they're gonna give us something absolutely out of left field. I'm over this. Give Dexter Loomis the contract and put him in a new rivalry with somebody else and put the Miz up with somebody else because I'm just, a, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. So it is what it is. So we've seen Elias said his younger brother, this was kind of like the main event of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, let me check my notes back up. Yep, this was the main event. All right. So Elias returned uh, and told that his younger brother Ezekiel's career has been cut short. Guys, that, that was Elias, okay? <laughs> Don't believe he had actually had a younger brother. If he did, I'd be shocked. But I've never heard any news on that actually being the case. That was Elias. If I'm wrong, it is what it is. He said that normally he would come out here and play a song on the guitar, but he wanted to do something special for Oklahoma City tonight. I'm telling you, man, he, he had to do something for y'all because it ain't looking good for the NBA season for y'all. I'm just saying. Uh, Elias says that uh, he gets a little emotional during this one and started to play the piano. Uh, he was about to start playing the piano, but Matt Riddle interrupted with bongos. Matt Riddle looked like a fucking geek, bro. <laughs> I love Matt Riddle, though. But, dog, come on, man. Uh, Riddle asks Elias if he wants to hit his, quote, bong. Another weed joke. I mean... It is what it is, man. Whatever. They always got to get the weed joke in there, man. It's crazy. Um, And Bong, and then he started a, quote, walk with Elias chant, crowd chant it with him. Uh, Matt Riddle wanted to play a song with Elias, but he promised that him some other time. Elias promised Matt Riddle another time to play the Bongos. 
and play a song with him. Riddle then took a seat on the canvas in the ring and started playing the bongos uh, as Elias played the piano. Seth Rollins had interrupted. Seth Rollins is one of the best in the game. Seth Rollins is one of the best in the business. Uh, Seth Rollins deserves his flowers, and that's a fact. So Seth Rollins had interrupted Elias' song and made his way to the ring as Raw went to commercial break. Seth Rollins defended the United States Championship against Matt Riddle in the main event. Elias remained at ringside for the match and distracted Rollins early. Riddle then hit the floating bro, but Seth kicked out at two. Uh, guys, this needs to be the last time these two face off. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Seth Rollins went for an elbow strike and then a head, but Riddle ducked. Uh, Matt Riddle connected with bro Derek, which looked beautiful. But somehow, Seth Rollins kicked out at two. After that, Matt Riddle locked in a triangle submission in the middle of the ring, but Rollins got his leg on the rope to break the hold. Elias then hit Riddle with a cheap shot, and Rollins capitalized with the stomp and the one Two, three. Looks like we're getting a few with Matt Riddle and Elias. That, that's all that told me. And also, Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali is going to happen. I I believe. I mean, if, if I was in charge, if I was on the creative team, I'm doing this for Crown Jewel. Uh, Rollins hit Elias with a stomp after the match. Mustafa Ali then attacked Seth Rollins, but the United States champion Seth Rollins escaped through the crowd to end the show. I love that Mustafa Ali got an opportunity in the main event here. He had a big spotlight. Love Mustafa Ali. Deserves his flowers as well. And I love that he's getting a push on Monday Night Raw back in the WWE. I think it's great. Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins, going to be a banger at Crown Jewel. Hopefully Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, again, deliver another banger. Um... The match goes longer than what they did at the Royal Rumble. We'll see. Uh, the women's division right now is really up and down. I feel like the best person in the women's division that's thriving from a creative standpoint is Rhea Ripley, and she's not even really wrestling right now. Uh, people are saying she was cleared. It is what it is. I know she was competing at a house show, um, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Rhea Ripley's she banging right now. Y'all know the vibes. Um, she's doing great. And, um, I think she's the best thing in the women's division right now, even though she's not even really wrestling in the women's division, uh, damage control. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with damage control. Um, Bianca Belair's title run has been iffy. I know Bianca Belair and Bailey are battling next week. It makes sense, but I don't understand why they're really fighting. Um, they just got done fighting, but then again, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins did as well, so I don't want to come up and sound like a hypocrite, but, you know, is I guess I was right. The feud's continuing with Bianca Belair and Bayley because they don't have any other woman to face Bianca Belair right now, so we'll see what happens. It should be interesting. We got Corbin JBL. I think that's going to become one of my favorites in the division as well, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's it. You know, the OC, Judgment Day. You know, that's killing it right now. That's leading Monday Night Raw. Um, and Monday Night Raw, you know, it feels like it has things together. The problem is there's some aspects on the show that just, they're not really there. Like damage control, they got to get better reactions. Um, the women's division as a whole is, is kind of rocky right now. The tag division is pretty rocky right now as well. Uh, they got to get that fixed. 
uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley should be great. And everything else that I talked about should be good. So I want to say Monday Night Raw has a plan. They have direction. But again, there's some things that they can definitely, definitely fix. Uh, there will not be an AEW Dynamite tomorrow. I know that they were preempted for tomorrow. There will be no Dynamite review tomorrow. Uh, NBA is back, and um, I'm putting that over AEW, no question. So I just wanted to let everybody know now. I'll let you guys know on social media tomorrow as well. Uh, again, no AEW review for Tuesday because I am going to be watching the NBA and the return of basketball. So I can't wait. I'm very excited. But I hope you guys uh, go out and support this podcast. Support the brand of the Wrestling Takeover. Spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover on all audio podcast platforms. Y'all know what to do. Um, appreciate the support. Thank you to everybody um, that is going out there and listening to my show. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. If you're a wrestling fan and you're interested in a casual conversation, you want to chit chat with me and talk about pro wrestling, uh, make sure you guys DM me on Instagram at the wrestling takeover. That's the best way to get back to me because I know you guys have Instagram. If you all have a Twitter as well and you want to check out uh, and be on the casual conversation with me um, at the wrestling takeover. So uh, let's do it. Um, hit me up. If not, it's all good. I'm going to try to work on getting some more casual conversations. We'll see what happens. A new article. I'm planning to drop a new article this week. I'll let you guys know. Um, but, um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. I don't want to keep rambling. Um, I appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much. Um, next time you'll see me. I don't know, man. Depends on what happens during the week of pro wrestling. Um, so I'll keep you guys updated, but, uh, I'll see you guys next time. This is your host, Jordan Turner, signing off on the Wrestling Takeover. Deuces.